Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Monsters and Monsters <laughs> Podcast. Emma and I just spent um, a good minute and a half talking and um, realized that even though I hit record, record wasn't actually happening. So you didn't get to hear the original intro we had planned. Instead, <laughs> we've been laughing hysterically for 30 seconds trying to figure out how to get it back. But anywho. This is why we don't record so late. Yeah, it is late, late, late on a Sunday. We had a very eventful weekend celebrating Emma's birthday and what she just referred to <laughs> on take one, which was a take zero. Uh, what'd you say it was? <laughs> like the Napa of the Midwest. The Napa of the Midwest. So it was really fun. Happy birthday. Shout out. Thank you. We had a really good time. During our little excursion, I replicated this... I can't call it a drink because that's not really the appropriate word for it, but these really delicious drink type things where you take oranges and you cut them into eight slices, like leave the rind on and soak them in peach schnapps. And it's like a little orange slice shot. So that is the recipe we are bringing to you this week. It is absolutely freaking delicious and was a big hit among everybody mm -hmm. as we rode around on the trolley singing <laughs> Sweet Caroline going from winery to mm -hmm. winery it was good times it was good yeah we are not drinking today no but if i had some more of the fuzzy navel orange slices i would definitely eat, uh, eat them today because they were really good they're very refreshing very much so dangerous though yeah it does not taste like you're consuming any amount of liquor sorry i had to sneeze oh my gosh bless you thank you all right so this podcast we're going to talk about uh, what happened a few weeks ago when I went on a trip to New Orleans and when we decided we were going to go for our anniversary, my husband, Mike, told me that I could pick the place that we were going to stay for the first two days. So naturally, I head to Google and I try to start finding one of the most haunted places I can find because that's kind of my thing. And I fell upon this really awesome hotel called the Dauphine Orleans. It is located right in the heart of the French Quarter, just about a block away from um, the famous or infamous Bourbon Street, which I don't really spend a whole lot of time at, neither do you really. Um, mm -hmm. But it is fun to kind of like slip in and see a little bit of it here and there periodically. It is a little bit too busy for me and not really the experience of New Orleans that I've become accustomed to. There's think. one block that I love yeah, <laughs> at the very end of Bourbon. That's where I spend most of my bourbon time. Yeah, definitely the slower mm -hmm. moving part of Bourbon Street. I mean, I'm not shaming anyone who loves Bourbon Street because lots of people do. It's just a really, really intense party atmosphere. And it's very college, yeah. college party. So And it's just <laughs> kind of gross, <laughs> if we're going to be honest. Yeah. Most of the people that ever say, oh man, I went to New Orleans. I didn't really care Smelled. for it. It's dirty and smelly and blah, blah, blah. I have only been to Bourbon Street. Mm-hmm. And there's so many more areas to go to. It's lots of lots of beautiful historic places. 
don't get me started because this is not an episode about New Orleans per se. Um, okay, so I want to tell you about my own personal paranormal encounter I had, but before that, I want to give you a brief history of the hotel. As most of you guys know, New Orleans is super old. The land that the Dauphine Orleans is located on dates back to the 18th century. And during this time, most of New Orleans was owned by very rich and powerful families. It was originally owned by Don Andres Almonster y Royas, which is a name and a half, but it's a pretty cool name. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of letters to have in a name. He owned and operated the majority of the real estate in the French Quarter. And the property that the Dauphine Orleans is on actually changed hands multiple times over the next years, like too many to write down, and this isn't a history lesson. In 1821, they actually built the Creole Cottage that later became the famed Maine Bailey's that I'm going to talk about later on also, because you can't talk about the Dauphine without talking about Maine Bailey's. They pretty much go together. Uh, the location drew in some pretty famous people, including John James Audubon, who painted his Birds of America series while he was at the location. If you have been to, you've been in New Orleans, you lived in New Orleans, there's mm-hmm. lots of things called Audubon this and Audubon that, and that's because of him. Yeah. So, um, and then in 1834, the Herman House was built using the best material Samuel Herman could find. So there was like a whole lot of people that really, really, really prided themselves on building the best, most prestigious buildings ever Mm -hmm. and I guess he was one of those guys that really wanted to make sure that it was the creme de creme of materials. This was also like a time period where architecture was very important to society and people. In 1868 what would become the main house of the Dauphine Orleans was built but the hotel did not actually open until a hotel as a hotel until August of 1969. When they decided to start doing some remodeling, I thought this was actually really cool. Um, The place that we stayed was actually one of the carriage house cottages. And they remodeled them in 1991. And during that remodel, they found out that there were parts, like most of the original materials, including bricks, wooden posts, and handmade nails, all came from the notorious pirate Jean Lafitte, which we've talked about before. And if you don't remember, Lafitte is also known to haunt Lafitte's blacksmith bar, but... That is a story that I'm going to give you on another day, because... Or did I do a Lafitte's? Did we talk about Lafitte's We've talked about it before. But I don't think I did an actual episode. I don't know. But that is the blog of bourbon that I hang out on. I was going to say, but that is the part of bourbon that we love. So one day, I think I'll... I'm going to have to go back and look. We've done so many now. We've talked about it many times. Yeah. I'm sure we brought it up. Um, I wanted to point that out, because I think it's important to note that sometimes materials can possess some of the, I want to say, like, energy Mm -hmm. of the people. So they speculate sometimes that maybe the reason why there's so much activity at the Dauphine is because so many materials were from that time period and and connected to Lafitte's. Yeah, we just watched an episode of Ghost Adventures where this town in Kansas City was, like, ravaged by a tornado, and it destroyed, like, all houses but one. And when they rebuilt houses, they used, like, the old material from the houses that were destroyed. Yeah, which is... Cuckoo. Yeah, like they went to their basement and looked up and realized that it, they'd use like panels from like walls and yeah. floors on the ceiling, which would freak me out. Yeah, that house was terrifying too. Yeah. Um, that's on the new Ghost Adventures. If y'all haven't watched it, the they go to people's like actual houses. Home call. Yeah. House call. 
it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, we just watched eight episodes. Yeah. Of it. <laughs> we got problems. <laughs> Uh, okay, so there are many documented hauntings at the Dauphine Orleans. Both guests and employees have reported seeing a Creole soldier wearing a military uniform and wandering the courtyard. It is believed also that many wounded soldiers sought refuge in the Bordello, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, and eventually died of their injuries while on the property. Not to mention that before the building, oh, not to mention that before the building was used as a brothel, hotel, or bar. It was actually used as a makeshift hospital during the Civil War. So there are a lot of officers who died on the premises that is now the Dauphine Orleans. Um, there is also another ghost that people see, and they say that he is dressed like a very high-ranking general. And he is seen pacing back and forth in the courtyard, kind of looking worried like he's got to be doing something or about to be doing something. And he seems like he's really, really, really like upset. And it's kind of sad. I always feel bad when they say the guests seem or ghosts seem worried and stuff because mm -hmm, like stressed out. Yeah, that would be a really shitty way to spend all eternity. Um, they think most of the guests and people that work there that he actually is responsible for shaking their beds at night, which is reported all the time. Um, others wake up, soldier. <laughs> yeah, come on, time to go. <laughs> Other people claim that they've seen the spirit of a woman who seems, I put disturbed down here, but most people describe her as seeming mentally unhinged. Like she just seems kind of like she's dancing, but she just seems like kind of like crazy for lack of better words. I hate that word. Mm -hmm. But, um, so they think that she may actually have worked in the brothel and became an alcoholic and drank herself to death. And she's seen dancing. Yeah, but so dancing. she's just like seen dancing with like a disturbed. Yeah, like maniacally things. dancing. Like that sounds horrifying. It does sound That's horrifying. It's like the haunted mansion. Yeah, I am very thankful that that was not part of my um, experience because it's also sad. Yeah, it is very sad. A lot of these stories have such a sad. I'll go there and background. offer her some therapy. <laughs> I don't think she wants it. Okay, so I've mentioned the brothel or bordello a few times. So connected to the the Dauphine Orleans is May Bailey's. And it was super cool. Of course, I had to go in there immediately because it's also known to be very haunted. And it is a, the first licensed bordello in New Orleans, Red, Lights, Red Light District, and it got its license back in 1857. And it was quite the establishment. May Bailey, who became a prostitute after her father died from yellow fever, she kind of didn't have a choice. She um, and her sister both had no family, no means, no any way to take care of themselves. So she decided that the only work for her was to be a prostitute. And she was really worried about doing it out on the street because that's not safe. So she petitioned one of her dead father's really good friends to help her open this brothel. And he was like, well, that sounds like a really good way to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So he was like, sure. So the spawned may bailey's which is literally like the og legendary brothel of new orleans it was not originally given a brothel license because that wasn't a thing but i thought this was really funny they passed an ordinance in new orleans that prostitution or anything like that would get you would get a fine for like every time they found out that you were like now doing it <laughs> yeah so may bailey and the guy her dad's friend said you know what we're going to do it. You know we're going to do it. We know we're going to do it. How much is a year's worth of fines? Literally, we're like, just tell me what I owe you. And we'll they started now. And they started paying in advance. 
which is the reason why the brothel license became a thing because they were like, just give me the bill. It's insane that you can even do that. Yeah. And when you go in there, it's really cool. Like the license is framed behind the bar, like the original brothel license, the very first one. And they have a little red light hanging above it. Them being like fine, like a certain amount of times, it would become more of like a law violation. Well, yeah, but you and I both know that (coughs) most laws are created to get fine money, Mm -hmm. not because people actually have a problem with what's going on. And they probably realized that this was going to bring money to their city. So they're like, oh, we'll just pretend it's not happening. So Miss May Bailey is the reason why there is legalized prostitution and brothels in New Orleans for a very long time, which is kind of cool. You're a pioneer, May. Do it. Yep. Um, Okay. So like I said, you can actually go in. May Bailey's now at a bar. And it's really cool. It's been featured on many ghost hunting shows. Um, we just talked about Ghost Adventures. They have a really good episode about May Bailey's. Um, and it is a staple on most New Orleans ghost tours. We actually, when we were there having a drink, we were um, standing outside because it was um, kind of cold in there. And I was like, I need to go warm up for a minute. And all these people kept coming by going, oh my God, did you see any ghosts while you're in there? Did you see any ghosts? I was like, no, I've only been here five minutes. I haven't seen anything. Um, but it's beautiful. It we're gonna I'm gonna post pictures on the website, but there's like all these red velvet curtains and purple velvet curtains and all these velvet sofas and chandeliers and all this really cool stuff. And I was saying, but I think you were talking, um, the operating license hangs above a red light or below a red light to like kind of signify the red light district. Mm-hmm. And their outside light is a red light. So it's it's pretty cool. Does New Orleans have like an unofficial red light district anymore. I don't think they do. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because there are like other cities that have places that are known as like red light districts, even if prostitution is illegal. I just kind of like a street that you know that if you're walking down it, you could find sex workers. I mean, I feel like if they had a street, it would be bourbon. And I don't think that's the case. I've never heard of it, but there are very infamous red light districts in America. Yeah. Uh, All right. So let's get to the spooky part of May Bailey's. Um, hold on. Do you know why they're called that? May Bailey's? No, red light districts. Like, what is the origin? Because the red light bulb signified that it was a house of ill repute. Oh. So, instead of having a regular lamp, they hung a red thing, cover over it, so you knew that that was how she could go find the prostitute at. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, Roxanne by the police. Oh, yeah. Roxanne! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Tells her she doesn't have to put on a red light. He's trying to get her not to be a prostitute. <laughs> I can fix her. Yeah. You can't. They're not broken. Sorry. I was going to say. They're not yeah. broken people, but I'm just making a joke. All right. So one of the ghosts that you can see there is actually one of the, they called her, quote, one of the working girls who still makes her presence known at the bar in multiple ways. Um, it is said that in life she was a very good cocktail mixer and made drinks for all of the male visitors when they came in. And lots of people today say they feel her presence in the bar and that liquor bottles are often rearranged in a very particular pattern, which indicates what her, pre- her preference is. Mm-hmm. So they change them back and they come in and they're moved back in her way. She was not given a name, which I thought was kind of sad. Um, her shadow is known to be seen in the mirror. I tried really hard. I stood there. I took lots of pictures. I caught no shadows. I was kind of sad. Um, and she has been detected on EMF meters a lot, especially when a male bartender enters the building because they think that she 
very much prefers the company of men to women. Um, and possibly a little too much because lots and lots of men go in there and they get freaking locked in the bathroom. <laughs> and I know that you might say that that's because the bathroom doors are like fucked up and they need to change them. But no, they change the bathroom doors, doorknobs and she's still like, no, let's just stay in here. We're going to hang out in the bathroom. Um, I'm laughing, but that would be literally terrifying. It would be terrifying. I went to the bathroom. I had to, and I was like, okay, I think if I remember correctly from the story, she only did this to guys, so I think I'm okay. Did dad go to the bathroom? I don't think so. I don't think he went there. Um, there is another ghost that is seen at May Bailey's, and it's a really sad story. So May Bailey had a sister named Millie Bailey, and... Millie was also in the family business, but she hated it. She loathed it. She absolutely did not want to do it. And so she looked and looked and looked for ways to get out of prostitution. And one day she met this really nice Confederate soldier and he was perfect for her and they started dating and they fell in love and he proposed to her and she was like, oh my God, that's great. You know, I'm going to get married. I don't have to do this anymore. So she decided to make this really beautiful lace wedding dress herself and spent all this time on it and she loved her dress and the day of her wedding her fiance was gambling and things took like a really tragic turn and he got shot to death. So she um, kind of became unhinged after that. We love that word. Yeah, we do. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't like to use words that I feel like have super negative. I mean, she probably just reacted as anyone yeah, would, I mean, given the circumstances. She had a psychotic break. Yeah. And she wore her dress as often as possible. She was seen all around wearing her white lace wedding dress that she never actually got to get married in. And she is found to actually um, still be seen going around the courtyard and in May Bailey's wearing her white lace wedding dress. And that's really sad too. Um, it is also rumored that lots of the um, women of the night who were super desperate for money robbed and murdered men and buried them in what was to become the courtyard. So I'm sure that created lots and lots of bad juju and vibes and things. So it's kind of unsure how many ghosts actually might be traversing the Dauphine Orleans mm -hmm. and May Bailey's because of the amounts. There was a lady who I didn't do a whole lot of background on because she, um, I don't know. I, she, I didn't feel like she really fit this particular story. She seemed more of like a New Orleans folklore legend, but she was known for like luring men back to that alley and then just like murdering them and robbing them. And she was called a menace by all of the policemen and said she was the worst. Like that's a little, uh, the, no, it gets worse. The worst creature to ever roam the streets of New Orleans. Yeah. And in a town where they believe vampires lurk on the corners, mm -hmm. this lady was the worst ever. So that's a little background on. I can only Dolphin. imagine, imagine also like probably how many people, um, have gone just like in and out of that building since its conception. Yeah. Given like the fact that it was, especially during like wartime too, like there were probably so many people who mm -hmm. were there for short amount of times and just like well, and even the, left and whatever. Even the energy that's left behind by somebody who knows they're getting ready to go off to war and could mm -hmm. possibly die and like, you know, residual hauntings and residual energy and things like that. It, I did not get any kind of weird, spooky, creepy vibes in May Bailey's. Um, we pretty sure in, we brothels, were in there twice. 
Yeah, brothels were like a big thing with soldiers too. Oh yeah, because you're a huge gone thing. for. I don't know how long. I think they still might be. I'm not sure if it's necessarily I think allowed so. behavior, but like when you go overseas, it's like a, I've heard stories. It's a very big thing to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're gone from your significant other for a very long amount of time mm -hmm. and human beings have human needs and that leads to things like that becoming a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this is a short episode, so we're going to take a quick little break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about some of the employee stories about the Dauphine and my own personal experience that, guys, it left me kind of shook. I don't <laughs> like. All right, be right back. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. going to get into some spooky stories that happen <laughs> at the Dauphine after Emma Sorry, chokes on a chicken bone. I don't even know what's going on. just took a fat poop and it's like <laughs> infiltrating my nostril. Oh, we have so many cat problems. So I would like to just start this out by saying that I don't know what's going on, but I feel like um, I'm experiencing more and more things lately and I don't know if it's because I'm becoming an I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say unhinged. Oh my God. Are you really about to say it again? <laughs> I was. I don't know if it's because if I'm becoming more... you are becoming more unhinged, more quote aware. let me know. Yeah. I think I'm just becoming more aware and I'm, um, I don't know, more open. So there have been things that have been happening more often and I've told you guys about a few of them. But um, before I tell my actual story, which I have somebody who can cooperate this time... I'm going to tell you about some of the employee stories at the Dauphine and May Bailey's. So one employee of May Bailey's stated that while she was working, she had several things happen. And one of them that really bothered her was that she was there and all these glasses just started falling off the top of the bar. Like they weren't near the edge, nothing like that. No one was by them and they were just like pushed off and broke all over, which as a bartender, you know, is really annoying because then you have to clean that shit up. Mm-hmm. She also says that she hears lots of unexplained loud noises and sometimes they happen while people are in there and they'll be like having a drink and they'll just be this like horrible loud bang and it comes from inside the building. Everybody's like, what the hell? And she's seen people get locked in the bathroom and things like that. Another employee said during her many years of service at the bar, she's experienced the following things. Those of you who aren't familiar with New Orleans, they a lot of the bars and hotels have like a little area in the front where you can have like pamphlets out for like you can take tours and like swamp tours and ghost tours and just restaurant brochures, you know, like if you go to like a travel thing, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And she said she was standing in the reading nook at the front and she was with another person. They were talking and all of a sudden every brochure off of every shelf just fell into the floor and like scattered around them like in a circle and she was like what the hell just happened I have no idea um another time she got to work at 5 30 a.m which sounds awful for a bar yeah jesus i know 
Um, she shut the front door. She remembered hearing it click because you're in New Orleans. You gotta be safe. You know, you shut the door behind you. You make sure you lock it if you're mm -hmm. not open. And she said she was walking away and she had this like really overwhelming urge to turn around. And when she did, the door was like opening slowly behind her. And she was like, what the fuck? So she ran over, shut the door, locked it again. And she was like, I don't know if the wind did that, but I'm 99.9% .9 sure that that door was shut and locked. Yeah, her first thought was probably like, oh my God, I'm about to get yeah. robbed. Somebody's coming Somebody's in. Somebody's coming in to set me up. Yeah. Um, so, and then on another morning, this lady quit, by the way. Um, she was <laughs> like, I've had enough. She was getting ready to open again. She walks in. It's 530 in the morning because her life sucks. And she enters the bar and sees one of the bar stools like levitating, like off the ground. And she was like, what the hell? And was, you got thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A little ridiculous. Oh, I mean, hey, <laughs> ghosts do some shit, man. I mean, it wouldn't be funny if I was experiencing it myself, no. but it's just funny to be like, no, nope. clocking into work at 530 in the goddamn morning, which yeah. already is like. Don't even want to know the type no. of people that come in to get a beer at six in the morning. Usually, it's people that work nights. So I would imagine that shift people, the, yeah. industry people, probably. It's probably one of the better shifts to have because it's people that just got done working down the street. Like not gonna make any money, huh? I feel like you don't make much money. I feel like you'd make great money if it's all industry probably. people coming in in yeah. the morning. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna keep a bartending job that I have to be there at 530 in the morning for very long if I'm not making Especially money. Especially if bar stools are levitating off the ground and <laughs> ghosts are trying to rob me in the morning. <laughs> Throwing glasses all mm -mm. over the place. Yeah. Um, this one is really funny. Not really super funny for some of the people that are staying there with their children, but multiple numerous guests say they hear people having sex in their rooms that they are personally staying in. And loud moaning like oh my not them at all they're in their bed and they can hear all this disembodied like raunchy action <laughs> happening which i would only assume is some of the ex workers and patrons i guess, I guess. i've never heard that yeah like ghosts like having sex with each other yeah um, i mean good for them yeah. it sounds way better than wandering around the courtyard or dancing mm -hmm. like i don't know um Lots of people, the cleaning people, say that um, they will go to clean a room and the room is empty, they've unlocked it, they've gone in, they've done some stuff, and there are certain rooms that no matter how many times they unlock them, the doors automatically get locked by something. And lots and lots of empty rooms. There was a family that said that they stayed there. It's, you can actually find it, I think, on one of the Yelp reviews or something like that, but the lady said that her and her her and her daughter were sleeping in one bed and her and her her husband and her son were sleeping in the other bed. And then her daughter was like seven and woke her up in the middle of the night because their bed was shaking so violently that she thought there was an earthquake happening. And the mom's like, it's okay, it's okay. You know, like grabbed a hold of her, looked over at her husband and son. Their bed's not moving at all. Like nothing's happening. And so she was like, what the heck? I'm having like a nightmare. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I'm not awake. And she was like, it's okay, sweetie. And then they both fell back asleep and the bed kind of stopped shaking. And in the morning, the little girl was like, mom, why was the bed doing that? She was like, oh my God, that actually was yeah, happening. I didn't, dream I, that. Did, I didn't dream that. So those are just some of the random scary stories. Yeah, poltergeist in here. It is very poltergeisty. So um, my experience, which you already know, um, 
the hotel is really super freaking awesome. You walk in, there's like the typical check-in area, and then there's May Bailey's, and there's like a little area with a courtyard and a pool, and then we stayed actually back in the um, carriage house cottages, which it used to be like an old carriage house where they boarded their horses and things like that, and they converted it to rooms. So there's three rooms, and I didn't know that I was actually picking the... Um, nicest room of the whole place when I looked because it was really actually pretty economical compared to some of the other places we stayed in their general rooms it was the same price so I thought I was just getting kind of a nice normal Standard room. room yeah we end up getting this super awesome freaking fantastic room with this giant purple velvet couch and a fireplace and a king-size bed and a shower that was so large we thought it was a sauna like it was super cool unnecessarily large it was they really were, don't know the purpose there are two shower two like on separate sides like two shower things like a like, full basketball team could shower on that it looked like something in a locker room yeah. only with like beautiful black tile so mm-hmm. i highly recommend if you stay at the dog bathtub or just the... there was a bathtub also and it was amazing his and her sinks it was super freaking cool so um first night we get there we left on a sunday get down there um and that night, I'm like, I'm going to just do, like, a little EVP session, see if I catch anything. And I was really sad that I didn't catch anything other than your dad snoring, which was annoying. I need to go back and listen to it with headphones and see if I can cut out his snoring. Because you never know. Sometimes there's hidden gems. But I got nothing. So, night one, I was like, place isn't haunted. This is bunk. I'm super mad. Day two, we go out during the day, do some pretty serious day drinking. Decide it's... Time to go back and take a nap. We got back at like 5 o'clock. And I'm only telling this part of the story to let you know that this was not an alcohol-induced episode. Go back, take a nap, wake up at like 8 and decide we're hungry. Go get a slice of pizza and a soda and come back. And I felt really off when we got back. Um, I had not felt off the whole time. I really loved the room and loved the hotel. But it just felt really different. Like the atmosphere felt different. And your dad, of course, immediately fell asleep. It was like midnight. And I was having so much anxiety. I was like, I'm just going to go take a nice long bath. I literally was like in the bathtub, bubbles, watching TikToks for like an hour, trying to like calm down. And I get out and I'm like, okay, I'm tired. I should go to sleep. We've got a long day tomorrow. Got to get up and move hotels, blah, blah, blah. So I'm lying down in the bed and... It wasn't really even dozing off, but I had my glasses off. For those of you who don't know, I'm blind as a bat, so I can't see shit without my contacts or glasses. And I kept feeling what felt like somebody, like, kind of moving the sheet a little bit on my feet. And so I kept looking at your dad, like, thinking maybe he was, like, twitching his feet. We had this massive king-size bed, literally not anywhere near each other. And he wasn't moving at all because he was, like, so tired from just being out all day for two days and so I'm like well it's not him I don't know it's something like I'm twitching who knows and then I literally just kept feeling somebody like you know how like somebody just like kind of taps on you like taps from like bottom of your foot and like moves up and does that kind of thing and every time I would like start to think I was going to be able to go to sleep it kept happening and this went on for like an hour and 15 hour and 20 minutes And I finally got irritated because it was really, just really obnoxious and started to really freak me out. I was like, why is somebody touching me? And so I set up and I was like, listen, knock it off. 
I'm done with this. Stop. I, I acknowledge you. You're here. Please stop touching me. And I swear to you, something literally at that point, like clamped its hand on me. And I was like, nope, nope, I'm not, I'm not okay. And it's like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning by then. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I try to wake your dad up. Useless. <laughs> he will not wake up. I was like, God damn it. Come on, wake up. So I get up, walk around a little bit, clear my head and come back to bed. And at that point, like I said, it was like three in the morning. So I think just sheer exhaustion went over and I fell asleep. And 20 minutes later, your dad screams at the top of his lungs and wakes me up and I roll over and go, what are you yelling about? And he's like, something just pulled my hair so hard. And I was like, what are you talking about? Okay. So then I tell him about my feet getting touched and the thing grabbing me and we try to recreate whether or not I could have been able to like roll over and pull his hair. But he said like literally it grabbed him like at his roots and yanked his hair and said that he expected there to be like some hair on his pillow. That's how hard it pulled. I know he is a little dramatic. I get it. Um, so yeah, that was super creepy and anything to add any questions? No, you're just going to sit there shaking your head. Nobody can hear you shaking your head. No, I don't have any questions. I feel like <coughs> disgusted at all. Yeah, it's that was very scary. So the bartender at May Bailey's knew that we were switching hotels. We moved from the quarter to the garden district and told us that she was going to be working at another restaurant the next day and that they had super great... Um, that they had super great oysters and we should go there. And so we go to the bar and start talking to her and she's like so how was your stay last night anything happened because she knew that I was like wanting some haunted experience to happen which I'm slowly realizing um that I don't really think I want any haunted things to happen because it's starting to freak me out a little bit interesting I know oh how the tables have turned so we're talking to her and she's like so anything anything cool happened and I start telling her about my feet getting touched and the blankets and everything she's like oh my god hold on what room were you staying in? I'm like, we were staying in the Superior Cottage King, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh my God, when I talked to you yesterday, I didn't realize that's where you were staying. There's a lady who stays here like three or four times a year and she always requests that room. And I was like, she does? I'm like, well, it's a super friggin' nice room, so I'm sure that's why. She's like, no. She said, and I quote, she likes to stay in that room because she likes it when the ghost messes with her by touching her feet and pulling her hair. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Because I hadn't even told her about the hair pulling yet. And like your dad's sitting next to me going, oh my God, <laughs> that actually fucking happened. Yeah. That actually happened. Can't imagine wanting that. I could not either because I, I'm still okay with like. It'd be one thing if the ghost was giving me like a nice background <laughs> right? and like playing with my hair. <laughs> not yanking, yeah. Not like trying to scalp me. Like. I know, it's weird. It wasn't like gentle. No, and even like. She's well, kinky. Well, like the, I didn't feel like the foot touching was necessarily aggressive. It was very annoying though. Um, You're probably trying to be. Try, yeah, I, it felt like a, a little Like I can't kid. imagine like how that would be no. endearing. No, it felt like. You're not like, rubbing my feet. And it's, it, at a certain point, because it like felt like somebody like taking like two of their fingers and like traveling up your leg even. Like, you know, that kind of feeling. Which, it's playful, but annoying, like tickly, annoying. It was very tickly. The whole thing was just, I did not like it. Um, I think I'm okay with hearing things and seeing things. No, I don't want anything touching me ever again. Mm -hmm. I really was it's uncomfortable. like crossing a line. Really, really super uncomfortable. 
I did not like it at all. Um, a couple other things that we were really like trying to figure out what the heck. Every single time we stay at a hotel, you know, we always put the do not disturb sign on the door. There was not a single time that we left that room and came back that our do not disturb sign was on the door. When we went to bed and woke up in the morning, it was on there. When we left our room and came back, it was always on the ground, like under bushes or somewhere, which I thought was kind of strange. I was like, why? If it was falling off, I felt like it would have been falling off the whole time and not just certain times. Well, do you think it was just falling off with the, um, like the force that you were closing doors? No, because I would have saw it falling off. Because, I mean, it's not going to fall when you leave the hotel room. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. <coughs> you all right? Yeah. You're closing the door behind you. So it was on the outside of the door, right? Yeah. I would have saw it fall. How would you have seen it fall? Because we were closing the door and leaving. Oh, for some reason, I don't know why I was imagining it being inside. No. No. I mean, it could have. I mean, who it, knows who walked by? Who knows? Well, there, there were only two other rooms by us. Like, was it like a hallway? Like no. Like an indoor like hallway or an outdoor? Open into the courtyard. Wind. I, I guess, but it just made no sense to me. That <laughs> That's more explainable. It was weird. That was weird. Um, another thing that actually I overheard another guest saying it too. This hotel had a very strict no smoking in the courtyard, no smoking on the premises, nothing. And there was like a little balcony area that looked over the courtyard and I saw a guy standing up there just chilling. And your dad and I are sitting out on the courtyard and the smell of cigar smoke was so thick and disgusting in that area. And he was like, what the hell? Who is smoking a cigar? Like the other guy. Like, you're not supposed to be able to smoke cigars around here. Um, no cigarettes, whatever. And I don't know if he said that to somebody else. And the guy's like, oh yeah, I heard from one of the people inside that sometimes people smell random cigar smoke from one of the ghosts. And we're like, that makes sense because there, no one was around us smoking cigars. Yeah, that's gross. I hate the smell of cigars. And it was so very thick and strong, and made no sense. It's probably the general. Yeah, the general generals <laughs> so upset about life that he's smoking cigars. But anyway, so that is my haunted Dauphine Orleans story. You just had a haunted experience last I night know, too. I know, and I'm so over it. Which is interesting that there's a Herman. Reference in here. Yeah, I know. So, like Emma said, we stayed at um, a really beautiful giant house. Old as hell. Kind of creepy. Um, I liked it. It was beautiful. But three stories. Like, three bedrooms on the third floor. Three on the second floor. Three on the bottom floor. Massive hotel. We had a lot of people. Our massive Airbnb. And something touched my legs last night after our door, which we had shut and locked because we had so many people staying. I didn't want somebody randomly wandering in and seeing me in my pajamas. <laughs> um, popped open and it felt like a cat like jumped on my legs. And it happened twice because the first time I was like, what the fuck? This is not happening again. And so I tried to go back to sleep and was not asleep. Your dad was lying next to me snoring again. And it happened again, and it freaked me out, and I woke him up. And then there were Doritos on our floor <laughs> this morning, and neither one of us ate Doritos. And I don't know what is happening. That can in the be world. more easily explained because their bedroom was like right next to the kitchen, and you could like your doors connecting the bedroom yeah, to the kitchen. Were you, you guys like shoving through. Doritos under the door while no? We were in but there? someone could have like had Doritos in their hands and like 
before you even were before we left earlier in the day like could have walked through and dropped three and didn't know because you got to the kitchen maybe from that bedroom i don't know you didn't have to there was no but people were i don't know i'm like tired of being touched. shotgun style i think i'm gonna like cleanse myself and sage my you can start wearing a do not disturb like when we were in new orleans i was so freaked out that i like the only way i could fall asleep was to pull my legs up like a little baby sleeps and tuck my feet under so that it, i couldn't be touched anymore because i was like I, and that's probably what pissed it off and made it pull your dad's hair yeah because i was like, was like stop touching you. me and pull my legs up and slept like a contortionist and then he got his hair yanked <laughs> Jeez. They're like, we can't bother you anymore. We're going to go brutalize the man next to you. <laughs> well, and a lot of the um, ladies were known to not like men very much. So, Yeah, um, but I mean, the lady's getting her hair pulled too. Yeah, but she likes it because she's a so maybe it's just weirdo. Like, I don't know. Uh, to be honest, though, outside of that, the room was awesome enough where I probably would stay there again. I don't know about the one last night. I got a different vibe from the one last night. It really scared me. I was not. You were drunk. In any form, <laughs> we were all drunk, but I was not even I was like not that drunk. Cause I could not be afraid. I watched TikTok for like five minutes and immediately fell asleep. Yeah, not so much. I think it, the one last night, it, we looked it up. It was built in like 1900, I think. So it's definitely very old, and it looks very old. Like they have like original stained glass windows like there the one room was um clearly like makeshift used to be a living room uh it had like a little fireplace in it and on the ceiling it looked like they had because they're they're renovating it right now mm -hmm. and it looked like they had started to pull like almost like someone had put wallpaper on the ceiling over something and the ceiling like it looked like they had started to pull the wallpaper off and it was like revealing like the like a painting, like chapel, a, pa a painting, like yeah. a Renaissance painting on the ceiling. But the only thing that I could say that would give me like just like weird vibes is it felt very um, not homey because they are renovating it and there was like no art on the walls. Like walls were very empty. Nothing was on the walls. It gave me very. I'm in the Conjuring house. Felt vibes. very open. It was, it was like a very open house. Excuse me. I'm sorry. And I had to walk up. Two flights of stairs to go pee. And I'm, my legs are killing me today. I'm not surprised. Weak. One of the one of the bedrooms at the very back was like a sunroom, I'm assuming, turned into a bedroom. And the back door was back there. And I, there wasn't like a curtain over the back door. No one picked that room to sleep in it. Not to mention I came back and the front door's unlocked and the back door's open. I would not have wanted to sleep in that back room because no. you anyone could see in and you could see out, which I do not like. I keep trying. And this is the part that's bothering me bothering me the most i keep trying to find because it used to be a bed and breakfast and your dad and i stayed there when it was a bed and breakfast um and i guess they just sold that part of it off because they have another mm -hmm. area across the road i cannot find any history of that house before it was the bed and breakfast i can't find what it was before um well my dad he found that it was built in 1900. I yeah, but I can't find that. original owners. I can't find any of that kind of stuff. And I. It's also weird when you look sleuthing. up the address that we're given on the Airbnb that the house next to it comes up and not the yeah. house we stayed in. There's <laughs> lots of things here that are sketched. So if you like look up the direct address, that other house pops up instead of the one that we were in. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, but which that's is a the, little odd. It is odd, and that was the address literally listed on it. And when we told the trolley guy like where we were going, he didn't once stop in front of that house next door. He always stopped in front of the house we were staying at. Yeah, on the road our house was staying at. It's very pretty. I mean, that place is town is so old. It is very old, and it's very. I'm gonna do some. Um, oh, it's like right out of a did, Stephen. I did a haunted Herman episode from the place we stayed last time. Yeah, it's like right out of a Stephen King book. Literally, mm -hmm. like small town. Yeah, dairy, like dairy. Indiana. <laughs> Yeah. Dairy Maine. That was Dairy, Indiana. No, all of his stuff. Gary, Indiana is the demon yeah. house. Yeah. That's what I was thinking all of. Stephen Dairy, King Maine. Yeah. takes place in it's Maine. It's exactly like that. Just like brick roads and... It's a river town, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. We had a good time celebrating Emma's birthday with all of our friends. <laughs> they probably think I'm a nut now because I'm like, something touched me. Yeah. They're all like expecting it at this point. I know. Send help if you have it. The people. collective eye roll after you say that. Whatever. <laughs> Alright. Well, you like texted me in the middle of the night. I was, I was terrified. and You were like, I don't like this house. I don't like how this house is making me feel. And I was like, why? No, I told you. I and you were like, this is what happened to me. And I'm like, why are you <laughs> telling me this right now? No, your exact words were, stop saying that or I'm making you drive home now. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's 1.30 in the morning and we've been drinking all day. That's not going to happen. I told you you could come sleep with me. I know, but then I would have had to get up and walk up those stairs by myself. Uh-uh, it wasn't happening. All right, well, that is all we have for you for this episode. <laughs> I'm reading these text messages because I forgot what I said. Yeah, you were nuts. And I said, if you're for real, I will literally pull an all-nighter in the backyard until we leave. Yeah, I meant that, too. Yeah, you did. I'll go sit out there. I don't care. It was, it was scary. Go sit back there and... Drink a cup of coffee. How would that and watch have been any sunrise? better? That would not have been better. Alright. So you're next. Do you know what you're gonna do for your episode? I am not sure. Next week we will be out of town, so we'll probably take a week off after this week. Do you want maybe maybe mid, Friday. Maybe mid yeah, midweek this week and then But we will be I don't know. I might be able to whip up one. We'll see. Pray to God that we don't get paranormal experiences on our next trip. Yeah, I know. So we're going to be there for way longer than a day or two. I might need a cleansing. Anybody wants to volunteer Some to? Palo Santo. Yeah. Yeah, because apparently Sage is an attractor. So that's super awesome news. Glad I've been saving myself <laughs> for all these years and attracting the spirits. Huh, sigh. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Monsters and Mixers podcast. Please follow us on our socials on Facebook at Monsters and Mixers Pod, on Twitter at Monsters Mixers, and on Instagram at Monsters and Mixers Podcast. Like and follow us on your preferred listening platform. Leave a five-star rating and send us those stories via email at monstersandmixers2 at gmail.com or at one of the socials mentioned. Yeah, please send your story so I don't feel so out here exposed by myself. I know you all have some scary stories because guess what? You tell me about them and tell me you're going to send them to me and then you never do. Yeah. So, I'm calling you out. Brian, send me your story. <laughs> All right. Damn, name drop too. <laughs> I didn't last name. No doxing here. All right. So, see you next time when we dive into another terrifying tale and can... Blah, 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 blah. Oh, my Lord. Let's try that again. See you next time when we dive into another terrifying tale and concoct a new delicious drink to wash down the horror. Now get out there and meet some ghosts. And make some toasts. And we're going to add, watch your toes. Bye. <laughs>